In May 2019, the International Publishers Association and Dubai Cares had a vision to support publishers across the African continent. The result was a courageous initiative called the Africa Publishing Innovation Fund, an $800,000 fund to support literacy, book access, indigenous publishing and library restoration. This podcast series features the dreamers and free thinkers who have stepped up in the face of adversity. We'll learn about their ambitious projects and a shared belief that access to knowledge is an undeniable human right. Well, my name is Akos Ofori Mensa. I'm from Ghana and I'm a, a book publisher. A Ghanaian um, scholar once said that if you educate a man, you educate an individual. But if you educate a girl, you educate a nation. And I think this is the crux of what we are trying to do. Uh, in Africa, on the whole, women are disadvantaged. You know, girls don't go to school in many countries. They are married off when they are little children. They don't even know anything about marriage. And, you know, their life is kind of humdrum. You know, it's not exciting. And what APIF is doing right now is to help a lot of girls who are caught up in this kind of syndrome uh, to help them get out, get education, and find a better life for themselves. What well, is really huge, you know, and in my own country, Ghana, especially in the northern part of Ghana, you know, girls don't go to school. They, they are just sent off when they are little girls to marry. And uh, as a result, a lot of them these days try to run down south to find work in the marketplace because they are not interested in early marriages. And I would say that about, off the top of my head, it's not, uh, I would say that about 50% of the young girls in Northern Ghana really do not get any education at all. You know, from the age of 10 onwards. You know, because some of them are just given to old men who can be their grandfathers as their husbands. Um, the uh, publishing industry in Africa is fairly young compared to Europe and other places. And um, until I would say about the 1980s or so, most books in Africa or in Ghana were imported from the way. Textbooks, everything was imported. It was just uh, a few years after independence that um, indigenous people started uh, publishing books and later on got into the textbook uh, program. But the industry is kind of a difficult industry in the sense that it needs finance. And most people who go into publishing, you know, do not have the capital to start and they need some support to do it. And personally, when I went you know, into uh, publishing, I started with children's books, readers. 
And what I was doing was that I was just promoting these readers to schools and children, you know, to make some uh, money. And I found out that, you know, it worked. And in fact, I have done quite a number of uh, children's books, and some of them have traveled beyond the borders of Ghana. For many people to many publishers, it is difficult because they depend on government uh, orders, like the Ministry of Education asking for readers or test books. And if the ministry doesn't buy the books, then it means the books are sitting in the warehouse or, you know, and the publishers are in a crisis, financial crisis. And so it's uh, in Africa, I would say, especially in black Africa, you know, uh, publishing is an industry we have learned from uh, Europe and America. And I don't think we are doing as well as they do, in, uh, other publishers do in their countries. But um, still, it is our responsibility to develop books that are relevant to our children and to our people and to the country. And those things, even though they were being done by foreigners years gone by, I think Africa has been independent for long enough to be able to decide what books or what kind of stuff the children should read and they should learn. The most pressing challenge to most publishers in Africa is the finance, how to finance their business. That is a problem um, because uh, they can't rely on government orders all the time. Sometimes it's delayed and sometimes the uh, government orders the books, they are supplied, but payment takes forever to come. And all these things don't, you know, augur well for a flourishing publishing uh, business. Yeah. I think ABI, uh, ABIP came in at a crucial time in the life of publishers uh, in Africa. Before then, there has been support for publishing in Africa from other uh, donors like Danida, USAID, um, um, the Commonwealth Fund, you know, all kinds of you know, support. But these supports come for a period. And the unfortunate thing about my people is that when we get uh, support from a donor, you know, instead of making use of that support to build the company and uh, so that it can live on its own when the support is ended, my people, we, we just tend to think that it will continue coming all the time. So that uh, we don't, uh, I would say, we don't plan for the future, or my colleagues, we don't plan for the future. You know, if um, a donor is supporting a project for say two years and a certain amount of money is coming to the publisher, they, uh, the publisher should be able to work with that money in such a way that when the project is ended, there would be something for him to be able to continue the project. But many of us, many of you know, uh, my people 
once we get a support from uh, somewhere, we use it, and, and, and the thinking is that it's going to be on forever, but nothing lasts forever in this world. And that is, the, I think, the biggest problem African publishers have. You see, the APIF um, support, for instance, is wonderful. Years before APIF came onto the scene, there were other supports, uh, um, supporters for African uh, publishing, but they ran for a period and um, they fizzle out. And the, the beneficiaries, that is the individual Afri African publishers, I, from my point of view, I think that they don't make use or good use of what they get from the donors. See, so they are always, you know, looking for that kind of uh, support. But I don't think every, anything in this world lasts forever like that. So we have to do something about it. And I hope with APIF, we are going to stand firm and use the facility um, in a sensible way so that when APIF is no longer there, the business can go on. And that will be a credit to APIF. We can't just take the money, do whatever we want to do, and then when APIF says we are closing, then there's, it's like we are going to start from the beginning all over again. It doesn't work like that in the real world. So Africans have to learn that and uh, put their act together. I once published a book and uh, it's a story about a crippled boy who manages to save his village from Flats. And that book became a hit. It was published, I think it was in 1993 or 1992. And that book has traveled all over the world. It's been published in so many countries in America, UK, Germany, Denmark, and you know, other parts of Africa. And that particular book gives me joy because I think at least I've made a, an effort to share something with other people. And I think uh, in this uh, business, the, uh, the role is to share the positive things we have in life with other people. And for me, the, the role that uh, Susu's Call has carved out you know, for sub-Saharan publishers is very positive and uh, I feel very proud about it. I think the, uh, for me, again, you know, the most important or the, the most rewarding and time has been when uh, decisions have been made to help or to assist certain companies or certain organizations uh, to come back to uh, life or to restart something new. And with APIF, what is even more fascinating is that it came up at a time when the world was in a turmoil with this uh, corona uh, virus. So people have, um, publishers had to think out of the box, you know, they had to do something new, you know, uh, to, um, be able to face the challenge that the 
epidemic you no know, posed. So API for, uh, was asking publishers you know to produce things like say audio books or ebooks so that if a child is not going to school and they've got their laptop or their uh, even their phone, they can sit in their house and read so that the pandemic does not stop children from reading. So for me, I think APIF did a wonderful thing for making African uh, publishers think out of the box and do something new, you know, to face the challenges of the day. The pandemic has caused a lot of trouble, but it's also making uh, people think their way through the problems and finding solutions to immediate issues that are coming up. Oh, I believe that, you know, with the younger generation and with the new challenges we've had, you know, recently, that is from last year, you know, to date, I guess people are going to come up with new things, new ways of doing things. You know, like uh, in my country, for instance, the Ministry of Education is thinking of giving laptops to teachers and these laptops will be loaded with material that they themselves have approved, that is, the ministry has approved for use by the children so that the teacher has access to a computer and can deliver the material that should go to the children. If you enjoyed this episode, then please consider subscribing to our channel. The Africa Publishing Innovation Fund is an $800,000 fund to support literacy, book access, indigenous publishing and library restoration across Africa. We'd like to give special thanks to our project partner, Dubai Cares, who have been working towards providing children and youth in developing countries with access to quality education. To date, this UAE-based global philanthropic organization has successfully launched education programs reaching over 20 million beneficiaries in 60 developing countries. To learn more, please visit www.dubaicares.ae. This podcast series is brought to you by the International Publishers Association. The IPA is the world's largest federation of national, regional, and specialist publishers' associations. Our membership comprises 89 organizations from 73 countries in Africa, Asia, Australasia, Europe, and the Americas. Through its members, IPA represents thousands of individual publishers worldwide who service markets containing more than 5.6 billion people. Learn more about the IPA by visiting www.internationalpublishers.org.